from Alaska, Grim After Dark, starring John and Danny. Hey everyone, welcome to Grim After Dark, uh, the Frontline Gaming Network's Tuesday night show. Uh, I am John. I want to thank everyone for being here, especially uh, Z Yearwood. He says, can't wait to watch tomorrow, which I'm sure he's referring to. He can't wait to watch Signals tomorrow because no one would really watch that. Grim After Dark, of course, voted by 100% of creative directors as the most likely show to be cancelled on the Frontline Gaming Network. Uh, again, I'm John. John, joined as always by my, my friend and co-host, Danny. Hello. Did I say John you? Yeah, well, man, we're going to make that a thing now. It's all good. It's it's all kinds of fun. Um, and, man, what a week it's been in this wonderful community. Uh, something we're going to do here on Grim After Dark, we will go around the community and find all of the best uh, Facebook posts, echo posts, threads. So you don't have to because you don't have space or mental capacity for some of that stuff in your life. So... Danny, are you, are you ready to go through this uh, little web with me? Question the first on that uh, very reasonable comment. What's a platoon? Well, John, uh, back in ye olden days, <laughs> uh, you would take a platoon as part of an Imperial Guard troop choice, which consisted of two to five infantry squads. Um, you could have some special weapons units and heavy weapons squads, as well as a platoon command squad um, attached to it. So... Uh, yeah, this guy's like two editions too old. Like that, that, they got rid of that in seventh or in eight, moving to eighth. So I really think, uh, that they should listen to this comment though, because as he says here, with the amount of money I spend at Warhammer, this should be free. So if this guy is spending enough at Games Workshop to subsidize a global, uh, user base to use this product, then this is obviously someone who super, super knows his stuff. Uh, oof, Why oh didn't boy. he take advantage of the punch card system? I mean, clearly that's <laughs> what he should have done. Like Everybody well, knows when you buy three things, you get the next thing free. That's yeah. the way it's always been at Games Workshop. You buy three right? platoons, you get your fourth for free. Uh, right. Yeah, right. absolutely. That's how it is. <laughs> uh, continuing kind of this theme here, uh, we saw some aura previews for Order of Our Martyred Lady uh, for Warzone Chaharadon, which will be coming out this week. Uh, maybe maybe look at the Marlboro's YouTube channel on Saturday. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, so this comment says, uh, again, we're talking about Sisters of Battle here. Still waiting on Tau Codex. Is it coming out next year? Maybe. <laughs> oh i don't even have words for that really <laughs> okay you know what yep. as far as i'm concerned uh there could never be a tau codex and i'd be totally happy with that yeah absolutely um, that's actually the company the line that they talked to us about i got an email from a recio at frontlinegaming.org <laughs> and he told me i wasn't allowed to say anything good about tau on this show at all ever let me just tell oh. you that, like, if Recio actually listens to this enough, then we're in, in deep trouble. So let's let's just follow oh. those kind of things along. Yeah, let's not invite any kind of things here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Codex Crew, a okay. Codex Tau, no. Well, let's let's ignore that. Get out. So there was some really awesome article as well about uh, Pete the Wargamer, a uh, great YouTuber, about his custom kill team that was featured. Uh, the the comment I saw here that really stood out oh, to yeah. me was. I legit clicked on this link and Facebook warned me I was exposed to extremist groups. 
<laughs> How do you feel? Kill team players uh, uh, rank uh, in extremist groups. Well, all right. So think of it from the internet's perspective, John. Essentially, what you're doing is <laughs> pulling together a militia, if you will, <laughs> sure. of soldiers to fight a special, like a special, like covert operation against an overwhelming fascist government. So, of course, you're going to be exposed to extremism there, right? I mean, am I wrong? That's yeah, fair. And I want to thank Facebook again for letting me know that I can do that so I will continue to not play Kill Team. Um, I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, we saw a great preview on Saturday for Dominion and AOS 3.0. I know this is Grim After Dark, so I'm really thankful this co for this comment here, which was, yes, for 40K, we can enjoy unbalanced rules expansion just after codex releases and a lot of faction without new codex uh because he didn't add an oh. s there i'm assuming he just means one faction just so yeah i'm gonna say just, just, just one. one like it's just tau i'm pretty sure that's <laughs> yeah, what i've been told it. it's it's the oh, all the way all the way very copyrightable uh were boy uh, so yeah, with a very copyrightable war boy rather than weird sure. boy, which I'm assuming would have some kind of trademark uh, thing. You're, you're the, the potato lawyer. I don't know these things. Uh, but someone was very kind to say, so you're saying you could have brought back old Zogward and then you didn't, you guys need to rethink your life. <laughs> now, Wait. It, it might just oh. be me. That seems a little excessive in response to a new plastic toy. <laughs> Yeah, like, are there, who's to say that Zogwart isn't coming back? Like, right? Because they're bringing back the run card, right? Yeah. The named one? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't think that's probably out of the realm of possibility. Do we know anything for sure? Uh, I don't know. I think it's well known. I know very, very little overall. Yeah, that's true. Um, we established canon. that as canon. That is, like, established canon <laughs> in lore right here. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, another great post. 40K is for oh. everyone. And you know whenever you start a post like that, it's, oh. it's always good. Uh, so unless you source parts, GW doesn't provide from a third party. Unless your bases are just plain black. Unless you are use models no longer in full production. Unless you use custom models, then 40K is for everyone. Now, I want to say, I'm going to take this, this, this message as being 100% accurate and true. Where do I apply to be the guy who goes into people gar people's garages, smashing their models when they are not compliant with uh, GW law? Oh, oh, did you not hear about this? So this was no. a position that they advertised for on, on the Games Workshop uh, uh, hiring uh, website. And so what it consists of is a, a map along with uh, tracking data from the application that people okay. were using. Yep, and uh, you actually get a uh, a uh, a replica of Galmoraz to go around uh, the Warhammer to go around and smash people's models that don't conform to the new uh, like the new rules that they have for their specific tournaments, which are in no way applicable to people's homes. But this job exists to do that thing. One, well. that's insanely cool, and I would start yeah. fielding illegal models just so I could see some dude burst into my room. <laughs> I only Smash made it through the first round of interviews, so like I didn't really. 
Yeah. Your power was too strong. The table damage and home insurance claims were too big. They were afraid of collateral damage, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. Uh, we have two more things. You're going to hammer one dude's dog, and then like it's just like all over from there. To be fair, there was a third-party bit that fell on top of it. It's going to happen. <laughs> going to happen. After, after the first smashing. We got, we got two more things going on here. So okay. the first one here. Uh, someone had designed, now this like makes me again, feel a little nauseous right in here, uh, but a line of, uh, pony Marines. Uh, these are not to scale. I believe I haven't printed them. So, so who knows, but they designed a line of pony Marines. They wanted to show it off. They were super happy and excited about it. Okay. Um, uh, the comment to the, the post though was, I sincerely hope your project will not work and you will go bankrupt and you will never recover. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, that's vitriol. No, to be fair, pony marines just uh, like a blight upon this entire hobby and are not welcome. Uh, do we think it's fair to wish financial ruin uh, on on all of these people here? Look, uh, I mean, yeah. To be honest with you, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely. So the rest of this has been, by the way, just very um, unfair, mean things that have been said. Uh, Danny wants you to know we 100% stand behind that last message that we read out. <laughs> like, absolutely. With none. To be honest, it's just my kind of a style of a message. And uh, yeah, I've already got that. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you that uh, part of the first round of that interview was talking about how we were going my to little pony Marines, i think was the correct way to do it so that the tails didn't fly everywhere i just want the first run of that interview to be all about my little pony like they're gauging your reaction to secretly <laughs> tell if you're worth hiring or not like fluttershy yeah do you know who fluttershy is <laughs> did you identify a fluttershy in marine armor that was one of the <laughs> Okay, uh, last thing I want to touch on, and then producer Val, uh, I want you to be tight on Danny's face for this here. Um, as some of you may or may not know, Danny's favorite thing in the world are puns. And Danny is uh, just a giant fan of puns uh, as jokes. He finds them as a very high form of humor. Uh, and then let me tell you, Wars on Charadon 2, uh, they had a preview a lot of puns in that thread. So I wanted to kind of just gauge your reaction to those, Danny, and kind of see see where we're at for these, okay? All right. Um, so this is a, referring to uh, Warzone, or sorry, the planet Metallica, which is a Forge world and also a great, great band. Uh, so here is our first one. Oh, no. I really hope they get at least one more album out. Wonderful. Cool. It was good. It's good. It's good. Here, here, here's another great one. Uh, right for you, Danny. <laughs> keep trying. Buddy. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to break you with puns, uh, which, you know, uh, if you haven't figured out, Danny hates. Uh, Metallica is unforgiven too and faded to black. The planet was living in a all nightmare long scenario. Two out of 10, no skin references. Fair. Fair. Um, presumably, the defending forces will fight like nothing else matters. Oh, God. <laughs> I, right, got you got you. Got I got that you. That one was pretty good. That one was pretty good. 
and then as a last one here, uh, the false emperor is just a master of puppets. The Imperium will fall. Oh. See, that that's the reaction I'm going for there, is yeah. that kind of wonderful McDivid charm coming through, realizing the puns are terrible and the lowest form of humor. All right, uh, so number one, yeah. there was okay. no Napster jokes. Like, those write themselves. Like, come on. I mean, I know I'm old. Not anymore, like, they that don't. That would have been a great one. Like... <laughs> Though there was a thing, anyone else remember when GW stores used to have Metallica music blaring out of them, or was that just my local? Um, I remember them having a, a, a preppy little piano tune, and after that piano tune finished, they all yelled, change the tape, because this was back in the olden days, where it was a double-sided cassette tape. Bruh, we that all was... have a, an old white dwarf with a picture of Andy Chambers, so yeah, they were all blaring Metallica <laughs> music. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, we've wasted enough time here with just terrible jokes, terrible articles, uh, and, and generally no fun whatsoever. Uh, why are you all still here? But thank you. Uh, let's bring on our person. So this week, uh, I think the sign of a great show is when they don't have to kind of lean into like like sister brother podcaster shows or anyone like adjacent and they really work hard at getting kind of great guests uh would you say that that'd be fair danny uh yeah yeah so how are we bucking that trend john well we have seth from <laughs> from, from sister show signals of the from the front line or from the front line uh come along hey seth how are you i'm i'm doing well john how are you I'm doing amazing now. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy that we didn't just fall into that awful hole of just getting people uh, that we have easy access to um, and just really <laughs> we, pre-planning stuff. Uh, we, like, we've never is, done this before. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's easy access. <laughs> wait, wait <laughs> that's, a his, that's his wait nickname now. Wait a minute. That's his nickname. Like like that. Easy access oyster. Uh, so yeah, Seth, welcome. How are you? Uh, how, how are things going? Uh, you're now in week five of signals so going into to week five here. Is it really been that long? Shit. I, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's all kind of blurs together. Like one week runs into the next. As soon as you finish one week, you got like three days and you're like, we, uh, we got to start writing notes for, for Wednesday. <laughs> oh yeah. On the plus side, I think you only have like 733 more episodes to go until you're tied to release, right? <laughs> I, I think we're just gonna reset the timeline. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pull like a DC Marvel and just be like, nope, reset the timeline. <laughs> That's easier. <laughs> and then some kind of weird like frontline time time uh, agency comes to kind of stop yeah, it. like frontline the new fifty two, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where where everything is entertaining and not this. Correct. Uh, but anyway, before uh, you you were on signals. Uh, you were just a, a young, innocent, innocent gamer in the ways of Warhammer. Uh, and the reason that kind of we pulled you on here is to kind of learn a little bit more about you, Seth, the person, uh, rather than kind of sort of Seth, the host. Uh, so like going way back, uh, how, how did you get into 40K sort of as a, a hobby? Uh, yeah, like I, I think like most folks, it was a gateway drug. Um, you know, I played other games and I was at the, you know, the local game store and I was the annoying kid, um, you know, that, 
the, the, the mother dropped me off at the store and I was there playing some card game, but you know, I was like, Oh my God, look at that land Raider. That isn't that amazing. You know, looking at the models. And finally, um, I had some friends when we got a little older and had, you know, some jobs that we could get money. Uh, we, we invested and started playing the game and then, um, yeah, never, never really looked back. I took a break in college. Um, but then right out of college, um, I moved into Baltimore where they still had like a multi-person GW store. And it was like, well, I don't know anyone here. I guess I'll go check out this store. And um, away I went again. So, you know, uh, never so, went back. Yeah. So so what army did you start with here? Because we know what you're working with now. Uh, where was kind of your, your eye first drawn to? Well, so what army did I start with or which army yeah. was I drawn to? Because those are two different questions. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so where were you first drawn to? Um, I was first drawn to Tau uh, when that came out. Because, oh, uh, you know, I was a teenage yeah. boy no. and giant fighting robots. But what I had access to was actually uh, Chaos, John. I started with Chaos. Oh. Yeah. Spiky boys. I did. I, I can remember some original Corn Berserkers. Uh, they were. Oh, you mean I, current I, Corn Berserkers? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere I have those. Um, actually, I think I traded that army away. But yeah, and that was like, you know, the, the friend had an army and sold it on the cheap. So I was like, well, I guess I'm playing Chaos. Um, so like I have the third edition chaos codex somewhere. Oh, good, oh. Old, good old third edition. Back, back when, back when I believe uh thousand sons were two wounds. They're it's not true. that they're not two wounds now. No, I'll give it a month. God, well, I hope a month and a half to be honest <laughs> with you, because it's pretty tiring. Uh, so like you were, you were drawn to Tau and then you yep. made the sensible decision, uh, sort of moved to chaos um tell us about kind of like your group at the time uh like what was like the little seth posse that was playing the, the little the little posse was like i'm embarrassed to say this but no one's gonna watch the show anyway uh That's we were we were the <laughs> cheapest sobs out there like you know we we had some models that we bought but like we totally i had a space marine army at one point and i totally used red solo cups as drop pods um I think I legitimately sat there once writing a list and wanted to play it, but literally couldn't afford a quarter of the models. So I just put bases on pieces of paper and like wrote what they were on the, on the piece of paper and then just cut it out and just had like a, like a pile of just paper circles was my army. And like, God help you if someone sneezed or walked by the game too fast. <laughs> just all game poof. over. Yeah. Or maybe you start like on purposely sneezing. Uh, that way you can get your stuff closer to objectives, go further up the table, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. If you really, if you really wanted to to find a way to bend the rules, man, you just sneeze and something like, oh, my captain's six inches closer. Like, <laughs> really, the, the the pro level player should pick up that particular trick. Yeah, so the trick is to play with the fan behind your back so yeah. that it pushes your stuff the way you want to go. Yeah. And see, you guys might not know this, but uh, Danny and Seth are both competing in Charity Hammer, which is like a really great big stream event coming next month. Um, but I believe both of them have purchased neck fans. Uh, we have. This. Yep, we have. Um, sure did. Which, which I used to believe was, you know, to deal with the heat and kind of just keep cool. But now, pretty sure oh, it's yeah. just you guys can just be like little cheating asses. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, oh my my war boss got a little closer. And then I'm gonna roll 27 involves and Danny's gonna be sad. I don't know how powerful the fan around your neck is to move one of your war bike war bosses, but I, I, I don't mean if a water can, bottle yeah. can move a, a tank, a, a fan can move a war boss. Allegedly, you put a little brushless yeah, yeah. motor in there, you know, it's it's all good. Like that <laughs> thing, that thing spins real fast. <laughs> Amazing. Neck yeah. fans. Oh god. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, 
It's going to be a style. Yeah, we're going to have show up with a leaf blower and just be like, Meh. oh man, a third edition guard list, terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you you took your break. Uh, I think as all of us do uh, oh, for, yeah. for various reasons. Um, like what what brought you back in? Um, so like, I literally like out of school for those of the listeners that don't know, I, I, I'm a veterinarian. So I moved out of school from Alabama to Baltimore, um, knew no one because that's where I could find the job that I wanted. So I moved to like a city I've never lived in. I had no family or friends, any, like the nearest family was like seven hours away. Um, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, uh, she said like another year of school. So I was like, there, literally didn't know anyone besides the people I worked with. And there was a, uh, a three person games workshop at white marsh. And I literally was just like driving around one day, like, Oh yeah, I remember 40 K. Let me check out that store. And like, God bless that store manager. Like I, I, I want to believe that he was like one of the last bastions of good store managers because I walked in and it was like the end of fifth edition. And it was like, I want to say may, um, and if you remember sixth edition dropped in June and I walked in and I was like, man, I should get back into this game. Cause I, you know, there were some guys there that, you know, I started bullshitting with and we were getting along. It's like, I should get back in this game. And I was like, my, all my armies were in storage back home and I couldn't go back home for a while cause of work stuff. So I was just like, well, let me start a new army. And that's when I started orcs, but I was like, Hey man, you know, give me the core rule book. And the store manager was like, wait a month. Don't buy anything. <laughs> Which is like the first time I've ever had any GW like employee ever be like, don't don't buy anything, just wait. And then like he literally just like slid me a card that had the date of of like when sixth edition was supposed to drop. Like Oh nice. Yeah, I was just like, okay. And then like someone came I'm, up behind me and was like, There's a new edition coming. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm just imagining he is uncomfortably close to you during this entire time. <laughs> like, breathing heavily. It's like, <sighs> yeah. so, and then just yeah. sliding that card really I mean, slowly and awkwardly yeah. into your pocket. Uh, and you got to play sixth edition, which oh, boy, yeah. oh, that was a game. It was, it was, I did. Oh. I remember some crazy times with the orcs in sixth edition. Um, so do you remember you start with orcs like right right off the gate going into sixth edition? Yeah, because like I had all my I had I had a space marine army and a tau army from like when I was playing in third edition, but those were in storage um, back home. So I was like, well, I couldn't get home for like a month or two. So I was like, I might as well start a new army. I don't want to wait a month or two to start playing. And yeah, I dove in on orcs and never looked back. So yeah, I'm sorry before I so rudely interrupted and you were talking about crazy times uh, with orcs. Yes. Uh, well, what were you going to say? I'm sure it was much more interesting. Um, well, yeah, tell, tell us a story, Seth, about a cool thing that happened when you when you were start when you started playing orcs. Thanks, Duncan Buck. <laughs> Duncan Buck. Don't worry about it. Just go with it. Just okay, tell the story. But... <laughs> All right. I'm sure I feel about this. Do you remember uh, you could do uh, what was like tank shock back then? And if you oh, yeah. tank if you yeah. tank shocked with a death roller. It yeah. was like it was like a strength ten hit, and if you succeeded, you could just keep going. And so, like, I my my friend like had like I have this dreadnought army, and he like boom, threw all these dreadnoughts down in front of one of my my battle wagons with a death roller. And so I just moved so that it could hit all three of them, and declared however long because that was like you had to say like I'm moving ten inches, and yep. then you'd see. And so like I hit, and he was like, all right, and like I hit the first dreadnought, like got a penetrating hit, blew it up. 
hit the second dreadnought and like they eat like each dreadnought every time i hit it they were like punching the front armor and like the front armor was like 14 or something back then yeah, for those that remember armor values so it was just like yeah go ahead and hit me i don't care and i blew up the second dreadnought and i hit the third dreadnought and blew it up but it also blew me up but it was like the best thing ever it was like crump 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 boom and and that was back in the extremely balanced version of sixth edition where you could ally in um, most anything in your army. So I had oh, no. at that point I had a Tau gun line with four <laughs> combat in front of, of it. So well, it was it of was course so, in sixth edition you have a rip so tank. It was so fair. So yeah, that was like my my work battle. I could just running over these dreadnoughts with Tau. We're just gunning them down. Good times. Good my, times. Like so, I got back into 40k right about right about the same time you did. Um, so I had like a similar situation where hey, wait, wait for six. Um, and then my buddy who got me back into it was like, hey, you should play orcs. So I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. So I you know buy up my orcs, I pay them, I get them all ready, I deploy for my first game against him. He played tau. He played a tau <laughs> gun line. Uh, it was not a fun experience. My first few games, though, I will say there's no greater feeling than putting like ten burner boys in the truck. Gonna zoop, zoop, zooping along and dropping one template down over like 10 guys. I mean, like, that's 100 hits. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. So that, that was my favorite gotcha moment on the old, uh, on the old Orc Codex. That was a really long gotcha. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was my favorite thing. Uh, what were some of your favorite units for orcs back then? Because I know like they play super differently now, and uh, yeah. they're almost a whole new army, especially with what's coming out. I uh, uh, what was the Oster special back in the day? I I loved flash kits before they had a model, um, so I actually, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't be uh, GW tournament legal, uh, but I did convert up a bunch of flash kits back then, um, and you could give them like like three upgrades and just make them like ridiculous with with their shooting. And I remember playing a Dark Angels player, um, and and Danny will sympathize. I think I just had ten flash kids riding around on a battle wagon that just like each turn pulled up next to a squad of Marines and blew them off an objective. And he was just like sad. <laughs> Nothing he could do about it. It's it's wonderful. What? And like they weren't the, the the best army back in six, but like if you didn't do like certain things against them, then you were kind of like really yeah. Boned. Like yeah. I, I ran a lot of truck boy spam, so I would have like seven to eight trucks, kind of like that beautiful parking lot sideways on that deployment zone. And then turn one, you get your free two inches of movement by just pivoting them. Uh, <laughs> so totally balanced rules. Perfectly balanced rule set right there. Perfectly balanced um, all things. So like I, I did get sad when they changed Ramshackle because Ramshackle was way better. With oh yeah, yeah directions exactly. and dice, but. Yeah, you would scatter off in a random direction when they destroyed your vehicle. Yeah, and like, oh no, I accidentally got all my guys in your back line. And then you would argue with your opponent for like 20 minutes about which way the scatter dice was actually facing. Uh, Why? What's Why? Because I wanted Why to get did them in- it always scatter towards my army. Every single time without fail, that did, truck would go extra distance towards me. Did you ever check his scatter die? I mean, he could have got it from, from a, uh, a particular Mac- Chaos Patreon or something. Mattered. It never mattered. <laughs> it's all magnets. It's, it's, it's an easy yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all magnets under the Magnets, body. how do they work? Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. But that's why they got rid of scatter dice, was they saw an increase in magnet sales. Yeah. I don't know if you know that, but that, that's what we're going with now. So. Oh, that's why, my, that's why my orc dice rolls well, because I've magnetized so many of my models. <laughs> yeah, there's a little magnet on the one on every squig dice. 
<laughs> Man, if I can get some squig dice. <laughs> I'm literally going to sweep them off the table and throw them right in the garbage. I swear to God, I'll do it. Don't <laughs> don't test me. You will write you. You, you look like you love that idea, you. Danny. You love the idea of me forgetting things <laughs> right now. Just just so listeners uh, know the 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 shenaniganry. Danny and I are currently slated to play round one of the uh, Charity Hammer GT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been working really hard to source some of the bouncing squig dice to bring to our game, um, just so I can roll those for Danny and see his face. Um, but they're right now they're like 70 bucks for a box of 20 of them. So if anyone out there wants to hook a brother up and make Danny sad, you let me know. And just so you know, Seth face two, I would be the appropriate reaction to that. Uh, (laughs) so you played 40 K, uh, obviously that's, that's why Mm -hmm. you're here. Uh, at some point along the road, uh, you, you started doing some content creation. I did. Um, Why? Like I know, why do you keep talking? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. You're really supportive. That's what I came here for. Um, I, I always have enjoyed. Like so, when I when I moved, yeah, it's it's. So again, I I I couple years, I guess six years ago now, actually, I moved back down to Alabama for my current job. And when I moved down here, I went from being in a very active 40k community. Like the game store was five minutes from my house. I was there every Saturday for, you know, hanging out with my friends, playing games. It was very, very active. Um, I wasn't competitive, but I was very active. And I moved down here. And when I moved down here, the nearest game store was like an hour away. And with my works, I was literally on call all the time for work. So I couldn't travel out of town easily to, to go play a game. So podcasts and YouTube channels were basically the only way I stayed connected to the hobby. So I watched a ton of bat reps. I lot listen to a ton of podcasts um, just because that was literally the only thing for like two and a half years that kept me in the hobby. Um, and then uh, I uh, I decided I was going to go like, okay, well, I, I've got some time off work. You know, I, I'm going to start playing tournaments. Um, and so then that's how I got connected up with a group of guys um, down in Montgomery. And because, okay, if I have one Saturday off, let me get as many games as I can. And so I played like one RTT I, I remember losing horribly to demons and I was playing Tau. Um, and then like a week later, they, these guys were like, Hey man, do you want to like go to a GT with us in Mississippi? Um, and I was like, uh, like, I barely know you guys, but I, I could, I could get the time off. Um, so, so I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go do this GT. And on the way down, we were like, we're funny. We like talking to each other. We should do a podcast. Um, (laughs) It's literally the thought process, except uh, that group of friends uh, did not realize that if you give me an idea and I like it, I'm just going to go with it. Like, and so by like a week later, I had bought microphones and a Podbeam account and was like, all right, we're going to record. Like they were like, oh shit, he's serious. Um, and, and then I, I've enjoyed doing it. So I've never looked back. It's, it's another way to keep, like I, with my work schedule, I get, don't get out to play that much except for like, you know, an event or so every month. So it's a way to keep me engaged and, and thinking about the game when I'm just sitting around waiting to play another game. So, and some, for some reason people like it. So I guess I keep doing it. That, yeah. And you've kind of branched out recently more into like YouTube with the video stuff here yep. where you have your Seth the Mad Doc YouTube channel, uh, Seth the Mad Doc on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell, tell us about how that that came to be and kind of why you chose to focus on just a, a sub tier faction for, for your YouTube channel. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not a secret. Um, so the, the group I used to be a part of was the Dangly Boys. Um, and then we, we had made our own podcast and I decided I wanted to do a YouTube channel um, just because... I'm, I'm never satisfied. I always want to, you know, go the next step. Um, so I, I did that and that, I kind of didn't really do it too seriously. And then when I, like a year ago, like COVID, I was like, I really want to put some effort in and try this YouTube stuff and see if I can make it work. Um, I decided like, okay, if I'm going to put content out every week, um, cause I, I actually, your, your previous guest, uh, Phil, the glacial geek, I'd spent some time talking with him. Like, what does it take to do YouTube for 40 K? Like, and actually grow it into something decent. Um, it was like, you just need to have a consistent schedule, whatever it is. So I was like, all right, every, every week I'm going to release a video. Um, and then when I was like, well, when am I going to write videos about every week? Um, it kind of just naturally fell into doing orc content because that's what I do competitively. I've been playing orcs since I got into competitive 40 K as my primary army. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Like the audience liked orcs. And then I, I just was like, well, I could, I could, I could be the the Omni gamer. I could be the Danny. I could own every army in the game, and just try to you know play them all competitively. Or I can just lean into what I know and what I'm good at, which is orcs. And yeah, I'll be a smaller community, but you know, I'll be I'll be happier with that community because it's something I know and can speak you know semi intelligently about. Like if you ask me like how to play Eldar, I'll be like I don't know, like fly around and shoot something. So. <laughs> to be fair, most elder players right now don't know how to play their army either. So, so there Perfect. is that. Um, so you did say like, ever since you came back, you've been playing orcs competitively and kind of, that's why you wanted to focus on that. Uh, tell us about your LVO list from 2020. All right. We don't, you don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we all look at me, look at me, look at me in the eyes, audience. We all have moments <laughs> of weakness. It's Okay. <laughs> it's okay to admit we have a moment of weakness. Um, there, there was a longer story here. Um, the short version of the story is I had been playing Horde Orcs for a year, and I was very tired of playing that list. I couldn't find another Orc list that I wanted to play at that time. Um, and then Space Marines dropped, and I went, boy, it'd be a really nice time to start a new Space Marine army. <laughs> and I was drawn to the siren call of Iron Hands. Oh, I was going to say, it's not like you picked the strongest faction for Space Marines or anything, right? Just kind of something fun, fluffy. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't run out and buy three Repulsor Executioners when the the Codex first dropped. I Definitely, that wasn't me. I don't have that in a box somewhere. Um, Yeah, so I, 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 uh, as a young man, we all have just, you know, mistakes. (laughs) We all, you know. We're not here to judge, John. We're not here to judge. We're here to heal. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm here to judge. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> shtick. Yeah. The best um, part is the producer that no one can hear and try to make I'm here to judge. <laughs> Which we're very upset about because it's bad for Danny and I, but that that's okay. Um so what kind of or content, I mean, uh, like ribbing aside, like back to like this at the Mad Talk yeah. YouTube channel, uh, like you do say you like kind of release one video a week. Like uh, what kind of content do you, do you have on that channel there? Is it just like battle reports or? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been experimenting. We all have that experimental phase. Um, I, I've, I'm really not liking battle reports. I'll be honest. Like, I don't think the audience likes them. I don't, I don't like filming them and the way people want to see them, which is like the three hours of everything that's ever happened ever on the table that to me is just excruciating to film and watch honestly um 
So I've been doing a lot of just like little tactical things like, hey, we're going to break down how you know, the, the tips down using this unit. Um, I've been trying to do some vlogs for events I go to um, just because those are kind of fun and quick to film and folks like seeing what's going on at the event. Um, and then every month I've been trying to, at the end of the month, um, go through and find all the top performing orc lists from that month and kind of do a breakdown of those lists. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm making an effort to actually reach out to the guys that have been running those lists and talk to them. So I'm not just coming in being like, I think they, uh, they did the squiggly blobs with the Gretchen and that's what won the game. Like I'm actually like, Hey, you're running a weird list. Tell me about it. Tell me what works. Tell me what doesn't. Tell me what secondaries you're taking. And I tried to bring that information into that breakdown. And I've been I've been calling it the WOG watch. Um, I got to say, like, oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. John. No, go. No, you, I oh. talk all the time. You talk. Yeah. So uh, what have you what kind of trends have you noticed in, in Oracle lists uh, right now? Like what seems to be like hot and what's not? What What's hot is four and one. What's not is five and zero. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. that seems very big picture. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a couple different things going on. Like you can still do the classic, you know, eight, you know, 90 to 120 boys and 12 to 18 mech guns. You know, that list works. Um, yeah. Lucas Trawler uh, is kind of the, I wouldn't say the architect of that list, but he's the, the, the main, the main player with that list right now. Um, you've got guys like Rich Kilton that are running, you know, 90-ish boys in Gasgall, um, and then a little a few other supporting elements. So you can do that too. Um I I've I've been playing a lot of buggies um in the past. So there's buggy lists out there that work pretty well. Mm-hmm. There's a stomple list that um I've I've talked about at length in our our yeah, that's that Danny, tell us how you really feel about the stomple list. It's one of the things I don't like I don't care for. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't I don't care right. for it at all. Um uh, what else? There's there's a kill tank list which is kind of goofy because you can just be like, on on yeah on yeah. Why, why why don't you like that, Danny? Why don't you? Like oh, the why stompa? don't I like the stompa? <laughs> yeah, you just seem like a petulant child right now, and I kind of want to. I hear like a little bit more about your reasoning, just to make sure oh, it's like mature okay, reasoning. Yep. I have I have I feel like I have good reasons for this. So, generally speaking, I don't like any model that makes the game about trying to kill one model. And so, and that model rules the game because otherwise, if you don't kill it, it's just going to pick up your entire army. And the Stompa with full rerolls and more DACA is like really, really efficient at killing stuff. So, like, it just makes for a game that I find a little bit less interactive. And it's a little, it, it can be, it can be kind of monotonous. Of course, if your army can just like come on and like kill the Stompa in one go, then that makes it probably pretty boring for the Stompa player. I think usually, but that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, other people, <laughs> I was going to say other people obviously have different ones, even so, if they're so wrong. Saying, you're not a super fan <laughs> of like lists where it's kind of like one big model or kind of like one or two. Yeah, things sure. Or kind of, yeah, so so tell me about that that seventh edition list with three storm surges that you, you ran for a while there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! First of all, I never ran a list with three <laughs> storm surges, just one, and it was for <laughs> one event, just one event. Secondly, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we I thought we talked about no judgment. Is is the, is the no judgment? No, 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 no. This is this Wait. is like the anti planet fitness. This, <laughs> this is, is a, grim after dark. It's like ninety percent judgment. judgment. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Well, if we're asking, th- you know, Danny, how he feels about things, um, Dan- Danny, how-, how do you feel about uh, commandos and war bosses? 
Oh, they're awful. Like, especially Seth's in particular. Seth and I, uh, full disclosure, Seth and I play on TTS uh, like a fair amount. And every single time that war boss with the four plus invulnerable save makes like 80% of his saves and he is impossible to kill. <laughs> and then these stupid commandos. <laughs> Totally like, okay, I had a, a Talon Master shoot all of his guns at one squad of five commandos. They didn't die. They just didn't die. And like, I didn't roll badly, but it was like seven out of uh, like seven out of eight invulnerable saves or like six out of eight invulnerable saves. It was a lot. Was, and they good. lived and I was frustrated. I had to charge my Talon Master in there to try and kill him. Like, And, and did your Talon Master actually kill him? Yeah, I think he killed the boss knob on the very last attack. Like, I I think he did, but it was a close run thing. It didn't happen automatically, and I, man, I was frustrated. Hmm. So I got what is what, what, what's the record right now between you and Seth? Now that I've rematerialized, uh, uh, we are we are two and two right now. I think it's three and three. It's tied. Whatever it is, it's tied. It's tied. It's yeah, tied. that's. That's the big drama for for uh, for Charity Hammer is is us tied going into it. It's true. Yeah. That's, then who uh, will win, Danny with his salty anti stompa army salt, or <laughs> Seth with his fun narrative buggy list? <laughs> oh, who said I was taking buggies? Let's let's hold up here. Like, uh, to, to be fair, I just did, and it's on the internet, so it's true. <laughs> oh, so God. so you sort of we're have locked, to now. We're locked in. All right. I mean, I was trying to figure out how to get a Stompa to Seattle, you know. I also, yeah, didn't know how you were going to ship that uh, without crying over some super glue on Thursday afternoon. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I mean, there's the, the to give you guys kind of some background, there's like four really good orc players going to this event. And well, I guess three and myself. Um, and uh, we we have pooled our resources um, so that we can all make it because like I'm flying across the country. Rich Kilton, I don't I think he's flying too. Um, Lucas Trawler is driving a good distance, but we're all like, all right, you know, let's figure out who has what. So we don't all have to haul thousands of models across the country. Um, and, and so we, we started kind of like sending lists of all of our models today. And then it became an orc. Um, we'll call it mushroom measuring contest. Um <laughs> about who had the most boys um i think rich is gonna win it he hasn't sent his full list but i there there was a moment where where they realized i had 300 slugger chopper boys that is excessive i'm not frozen is it excessive? Uh, is it? That, is it? It's not, no, because it's like, what, only 10 squads of 30? I uh, mean, that's what, they're eight points apiece, and that's what, that, so that's like 1,500 points right there. Boom. I don't think your math is right, but you two are much more educated than me, so I'm going to just trust you uh, on the I'm math. I'm just going to, don't, don't worry about what I'm doing on my phone real quick. <laughs> oh, I will not worry about that whatsoever here. Everything he's doing is a lie. It's like 3,000 points. That doesn't seem true at all. 2400. We're, we're going to go to 2500 point tournaments, I heard. So it's fine. <laughs> it's it's a, all a okay. It is all perfect. All fantastic. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Man. Okay. Wonderful. Zero technical issues on this end. I just want you to know this is all going smoothly <laughs> great. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's perfect. So you have perfect. been quite the tournament player, Seth. 
uh, over the past few years here. Uh, kind of, what are some of your best tournament memories? Like, tell us your favorite story. Like from playing orcs in a tournament? Yeah, no, specifically orcs. I don't want to hear about Marines. Who cares about that? All right. It's it's really rude. And and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with um I was I was play, I guess it was a year ago. Um because it was like one of the COVID events. It was a smaller event. Um there's a really great painter in Atlanta named Chad Voice, and he paints a lot of the general staff's armies, and he's really good. Um and and Chad normally is not the best player, um, but he had a really good run. He was he was three and zero going into round four. So was I. We were paired up, and uh, he was running like a Gilliman dread list um, before it was popularized by like other people. Um, and and I I had all my buggies, all my buggies lined up in front of Gilliman, and I started blasting him, and I killed him. And like Gilliman does, he's like, I'm gonna get back up, and he gets back up with like five wounds and i was mm-hmm. like oh and he's like right in front of my army and i'm just like okay well the only choice i have is just to charge literally everything into him and try to kill him in that combat phase because <laughs> if he's alive he's just gonna slap my army off the table um and so there's a strat for orcs called ramming speed where you can do two up to do d3 mortal wounds right um and then there's a couple different buggies that have a natural ability called spiked ram on a four up to do D3 mortal wounds. Yep. So I ran a mega track into him, which had that ability with ramming speed. <laughs> so two D3 mortal wounds potentially. And then I ran a uh, booster blast in and I managed nice. to do the five mortal wounds and run oh. him over and kill him in the charge phase. And I felt really bad at that moment. Cause I was just like, I think Gilliman just got ran over by like 200 points of orc vehicles, which he absolutely deserved to do. It was, it was hilarious. Steph, anything you want to plug before we wrap this on up? Yeah. Um, well, the other thing you didn't you didn't hit on. Um, I am one of the new hosts for Signals, so come check us out there tomorrow. Um, you can find just as a professional, uh, you know, appearance there as you do here, perhaps. And you'll have arms. I will. Yeah. You know, right now with, with my screen, um, I just have ghostly hands, but I'm used to being a ghost on that show because my green screen doesn't like to cooperate. Um, but yeah, I, I've got that. Um, you guys have talked about it. You know, check me out on the YouTube channel. Um, and then we're doing um, the three of us, all three of us um, and some other members of the FLGN will all be at Charity Hammer come yep. August. I think it's August 5th through 8th. I'm going to stick so many microphones in your faces. It's going to yeah, be great. So Danny and I will be on stream, um, and then I might be doing some stream hosting. And then I think John is mostly there for stream hosting and content production. That That is me. That is me, though, the okay. whole time. Absolutely. I'm we we will all be there. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think we need to work with the schedule, though, because I believe on the current schedule, I played Danny on the, the Thursday for the GT, and then yeah. I played Danny at midnight on thursday for shits and giggles and then after and then so that ends at three and then at 6 a.m i play chuck in the orc tournament oh man uh, yeah. I, charity I, hammer of course an amazing event where stamina is tested as yes. well as gameplay yep. as everything goes on long so yeah check out seth on signals from the front line every wednesday with seth shall being kicker uh, some amazing stuff going on there with some great content about what's going on uh, in the competitive 40k community that week. Uh, Danny, anything you want to plug before we move forward? Uh, no, I think we hit all the points. Um, yep. 
Oh, amazing. Great. Well, yeah, we all, uh, this has been Grim After Dark. Uh, we'll be next uh, back next week with another amazing guest. So we'll see you next Tuesday with a C.